Hey there, I'm Pia and welcome to another episode of In My Own Words brought to you by Common Sense and Ridiquel. In this episode, we are inviting local speakers to debate about current topics and issues relating to extremism that is affecting communities all around the UK, specifically around Manchester. Today's episode is called Just How Far Is Too Far? And in this conversation, we explore when the line is crossed from having beliefs and extremist sentiments. I am really excited to be joined by Harriet Vickers. Hi, Harriet. How are you? I am all right. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I'm really excited to have you on today and to discuss extremism. I think it's a topic that not many people talk about a lot because it is very hard hitting. But um, yeah, excited to get into it. I'll just let you introduce yourself to everyone really quickly. Just like tell us what you um, what you do, where you're from, and yeah. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I work for an organisation called the Tim Parry Jonathan Ball Peace Foundation. Um, it was set up. Um, after an IRA attack, the Irish Republican Army attack in Warrington in 1993. Um, and the parents of the two boys that died, Tim Parry and Jonathan Ball, um, essentially wanted to understand why such a thing would happen, what had led to it, and ultimately prevent it from uh, ever happening again to anybody. Um, and so they kind of did a trip of discovery, um, understanding, obviously, how how all of this came about and um, some of the context, you know, on the island of Ireland and the conflict that had been going on there for, for years. Um, and they were inspired by that and wanted to do something really positive out of that experience and set up an organisation um, to essentially, you know, explore why does conflict exist? What happens when it laps over into violence? Um, and how can we, you know, ultimately learn to, live better together and more um peacefully um so that's a really short version of that organization um much more to and, it. <laughs> yeah yeah i think so um yeah um yeah definitely. you're from manchester as well aren't you and you work um in the city of manchester i believe mm-hmm. um, yeah so yeah so i live in manchester now i'm not originally from i'm slightly I'm from slightly south of Manchester, but um, Manchester was always my like closest city, and mm. I'm a Manchester United fan and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. So you know, I have a I have a close affiliation with it. Um, but yeah, no, we we've done quite a bit of work historically um, in um, Manchester, and are continuing to do um, some work. So yeah, that's that's my connection with Manchester. That's brilliant, but. Um... To get straight into it then, I think uh, the first question of what we were looking at is, what does it really mean to be extreme? Um, so I went on Google really quickly, typed in a little definition just to see the sort of stuff that came up. And I'm sure people, it like it goes over their head, extremism or even the definition. So the first one that I found for the UK, um, just to let the let people know is just that it says vocal active oppression to fundamental British values including democracy the rule of law individual liberty and mutual respect and tolerance for different faiths and beliefs and I think that's a very important definition to what we view extremism as here because I know that people have different thinking of what it is or where it stems from and um, I suppose like as you are I, I know you like don't I know you don't like being called an expert but you are sort of the expert here in this conversation um 
I was going to ask you, what does it really mean to be extreme? And like, what would you say is the definition of extremism? Yeah. Oh, my word. Hard um, question. <laughs> I, yeah, it is. It's, I think so. Being, uh, in inverted commas, an expert has put me in so many conversations where there's this like tension between um, like needing to to have like a common language about how we speak about you know these sorts of things and then this weird tension of going but we can't define it too much because then that just creates the problem like it's cyclical like it just keeps on creating the problems mm-hmm. if you say someone's an extremist or you know define a certain belief or a value is extreme I think it becomes really difficult it but... almost puts it in a box doesn't it I think like that's one of the main mm. things that we say in quite a lot of the episodes that it's about fitting something into a nice fitting box to say okay this is extreme and this isn't but mm. there's so many gray areas yeah totally and it and it and I'm I've not got a clear answer in terms of you know in terms of either of those like kind of positions but I generally think that I think there's a difference between being extreme and being an extremist. Um, I think you can be extreme, but not be an extremist. But I, I don't know whether I can quite articulate that, <laughs> what I mean by that. But like, I think it's like, I think it kind of on one end, there's this, there's this, you know, way of thinking and behaving where like a single mindedness um, about, certain things in the world and how you perceive them and different characteristics Mm. of people so like you know their race or their gender or religion or whatever and that in having a single-minded view of something you then begin to change the way that you behave um and that that ultimately would exclude you from certain opportunities and possibilities but also you know would and does begin to um affect other people other individuals and then other groups um so that's yeah that's kind of my <laughs> very general understanding of, of it and how and actually how I approach it when we're doing you know when we're doing work is that um if you're doing something that is detrimental to you or others it's it's never good um and actually we need to think about we really need to think about that and you know look to change it because it's not benefiting anybody um and I know that's a really fluffy answer but um that's often why you meet people yeah yeah and you don't you know somebody doesn't define themselves like you don't meet someone on the street and they're like oh hi I'm you know I'm a member of the extremist group in a way yeah. like people don't yeah. think about it in that way they think about it and you know I'm part of a um a group that is concerned about opinions. um yeah. say that again sorry sorry um like has similar opinions I was gonna say as in like you're, you're not you don't yeah. think problematic thinking because you are in a group where you've been told this is the this is the right way or this is um a good way to think about something or this is like the righteous way for mm-hmm. example or you know the most moral thing yeah. to do and I think it does go back to what you said about everybody does have different thinking of things that's that's just mm-hmm. human beings in general 
like yeah. in psychology we do and we all hold problematic beliefs to someone else that's the thing no one's ever got a perfectly wholesome belief mm-hmm. I think it's acting on it on an extreme belief when that action that's like the next step in when extremism yeah. is really born almost mm. yeah yeah exactly everyone's kind of understanding of the world is totally generated by how they have experienced the world and you know everyone will to a degree hold a slightly problematic viewpoint on some aspect of life um but but the word problematic to me I interpret it as there being a problem therefore we have something to solve or to work through so when do you yeah sorry I was just gonna say um when do you think a belief or thought does become problematic almost problematic to society let's say or like you said it that there's a problem in the first place when do you think that it becomes almost like a danger when you have a belief or thought um I think it's it's in that space where you begin to change your behavior because of uh, you know that you begin to uh, that you changed the side of the street because somebody in a you know a young person in a in a hoodie is walking on the same side of it and you have come to believe through your experience and that's such a varied experience that that a young person in a hoodie means that um that they're a danger or something like do you know do you know what I mean stereotypes yeah completely or um or you had a you know you had one bad experience with a person you know like I have brown hair and I did a you know I had a crash therefore all people with brown hair crash like that the way that your your thinking patterns start to change and therefore it starts to dictate you know the ways that you engage and the, the ways that you begin to behave with with certain certain people I think that's the space where it gets um it begins to get dangerous or, or problematic or yeah I think so it's like um, you said with the categorization if you start Mm -hmm. labeling people into different groups and let's Mm -hmm. just say like a real threat of in the media we've had a lot of issues with you know Asians and Muslims being labeled as terrorists just straight off the bat just because of what they look Mm -hmm. like and they Mm -hmm. may not show any like I don't know any you know signs of it whatsoever but just alone on their looks you know they've got a certain label and I think it goes back Mm. to it's funny because in the last episode that I did we were talking about echo chambers and Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's funny because we spoke about that whole you know when you're with a group that has similar thinking and similar thoughts and then you start labeling everybody else as others like you Mm -hmm. they're not part of your little group whatsoever and then that becomes dangerous and I think it relates to this where extremism is born because you see everyone else almost like an opposition rather. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if even if one group, one person in your group has had like, let's say a bad experience, you know, that spreads to others. And then mm-hmm. that's it. You're labeling one person in their community or their group of people as extreme or, mm-hmm. you know, as problematic or even um, 
radical almost yeah well yeah 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 the word radical is is fascinating too in that um the the in kind of current not debates but like the way that we um interpret radical at this point in time I think is very um is almost synonymous with the process of radicalization and I I I think you can have well I don't want to get into the you know there's good radicalization there's bad radicalization you can be Mm -hmm. a good radical and a bad radical or um but like some of the you know Manchester we were talking about Manchester that it prides itself on being a radical city because it led on um, social justice and, um, you know, gender rights and, and all sorts. So I don't want to, I don't want to say that there's good, you know, extremes and radicals yeah. and bad extremes and radicals. Cause that's the whole sticky situation, but like, but there is, you're right. Like, like you said, obviously I know you don't want to get into it, but it is true that there are, <laughs> there are good kinds of radical, like, in a sense, there are situations where people have been extreme in their thinking, but, you know, it's led to, you know, it's led to protests that are good and led to, you know, situations where the outcome has been, I don't know, benefited society almost. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like you said, we dance around the world. We we automatically think extremism, radicalization, bad. But there are some, like you said, good situations where it has been birth like especially in Manchester a very you know it's a very diverse city as well mm-hmm. and there's a lot of different people with a lot of different thoughts and you know opinions and I think that is a good thing sometimes I mean all the time but yeah yeah mostly it's it's good and it only serves <laughs> to add richness to people's experience but you know there are certain communities and people that the the you know feel that the pace of change in diversity and everything is is excluding them um and I I don't think we can not pay attention to that because because we have to like they are they are people that share our you know our communities and society and but it's like do you know what I mean like there's diverse huge fan of diversity (laughs) um (laughs) like I said it only adds to your experience but um sometimes there's a problem with that and how people perceive and experience things yeah you know dictates how they they begin to behave and begin to think and um like you can totally see how well sometimes you can you can understand how people get to the point where they, they become and, yeah yeah and um, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about actually like where why do you think people turn extremists because if you were to ask me straight off the bat I'd say there's a number of reasons I know like if I think about um I know that in in my school we had a lot of talks um about students who were trying to get to Syria because um they turned extreme and they wanted to join like um it is ISIS. It was ISIS at the time. Wait, what was it before that? Was it Al Qaeda before then? ISIS. Sorry, I um I sometimes get them confused, but they um they left to try and go to Syria, mm-hmm. and um 
when people asked them, a lot of the time it was like a loneliness. They didn't fit in society. You know, they felt like they had like a, they could do better somewhere else. And mm-hmm. um, like one of the things I wanted to ask you is where do you think this, again, a hard question, but where mm-hmm. is extremism almost born or where does it, where does fuel add to the fight? fire in like these sorts of situations sure um I don't think there's uh, like a definite answer yeah there's not yeah there's not one like oh it's this I found that you know Mm. if we solve this then you know all will be well Uh, I think it's a combination of of things like it's I think really basically it is a there's a deficit somewhere in in like your basic human need um so your need to feel belonging you you need to you know have a strong sense of identity alongside all of the like like really basic stuff like needing to eat needing to have housing needing do you know what I mean like all of those really super basic ones but then the need to belong to have identity to be able to be to to be understood is really you know if you feel that you're not understood and that you don't have points to express yourself and that you know that you're just kind of you're not listened to etc like that that ultimately like people will seek to satisfy those needs um I think that's key actually that need of belonging like we all again psychology wise you know we all you know, we want a group to belong to. We want someone to understand us. And it's it's as key mm-hmm. as, like, love, basic needs as such as love. Like, we like other people to understand where we're coming from in a non-judgmental way. And I think a lot of, in my opinion, I'm not I might be wrong, but I might be misguided to say this, but um, in my opinion, a lot of what happens is because people are misunderstood in where they are coming from. And instead of just talking about their thoughts and someone being open-minded to tell them actually this isn't the correct way of thinking you know they keep them within them find communities that have these same almost like radical thoughts and then think well these are my people because Mm. no one else has spoken to me about it or if they do it's in a more harsher stricter way it's not an open conversation yeah 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 I I I generally agree but then and then you have all of the layers of politics, religion, cut like culture, and you just get a get, you know a huge, a huge mess. <laughs> quite frankly, like I, there's you know there's not only the need to to like I said to help people find a sense of purpose, belonging, identity, etc., but it's also trying to you know solve some of the huge structural issues that that do lead to you know people's sense of injustice and grievance um you know poverty is not just if you are in poverty it doesn't mean that you will then go on to be an extremist or whatever but there's certain conditions in which you know humans just can't exist and can't be happy and and when somebody comes along and says what you know we've got this we've got money we'll feed you we'll do this you know for you you can see why it's appealing and um 
yeah yeah I think it's funny because um just speaking about that then what you said with um being poor I don't know why it made me think of it but I've recently started watching Handmaid's Tale and um I think it's a brilliant show by the way everybody should watch it I think and in there there's a lot of extreme people and in one of the scenes that I've been watching um I'd I'd give an overview of it but there's so much so if anyone's listening and they don't know um I'd say google (laughs) it find a small definition and or a small overview maybe look at the plot and um there was this one scene where it sort of flipped back on the main character to say that her her opinions and her thinking is extreme because she wanted to leave the country with her child and go to a safer space and the people that wanted to keep her in the country that she was in they were like well you're being extreme by taking my child away but she was like well Mm -hmm. you've sort of you've brought me to that point almost so I see what my point being that I see what you mean um that you know a poor person or like you know someone that's homeless might not necessarily be extreme but then given certain conditions you know there are cracks Mm -hmm. where they they can fall through it because they they are in those hard situations and I totally understand what you mean by you know anyone can find themselves in those situations I think that's the thing we sometimes we think that you know oh no we couldn't have these opinions or thoughts this could never happen to us but it's normal people who are having these like opinions who are going to the lengths to cause danger to others or even themselves you know then they're normal it can happen to anyone and I think we often forget that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I couldn't have said it better really yeah I think so but um, Um, it's normal people who commit untold atrocities um and I think that you know we have to think so hard as a as a whole kind of society to 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 move past that and to and to transform it because yeah and I have no answers I have no quick and fast answers um, but everyone seems to want quick and fast answers. <laughs> In your opinion, would you say, with um, all the work that you've been doing and what you've seen um, in Manchester and within your work, uh, this isn't obviously a clear-cut answer at all, but <laughs> do you have any sort of sense of how, as a community, as you know, as a country, how we can get round this extremism and how we can help others identify what it is to be extreme or when problematic beliefs can become dangerous like is there anything that we can do to help others and especially Mm -hmm. young people in understanding like what is extremism what is violence what is problematic beliefs yes (laughs) not clear cut at Um, all I was thinking that in my head I was like oh I wonder where she's gonna go because it's such a combat it it's always a complex answer with these things but um I suppose just in what you know and what you've seen yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um oh what can we do I think um I think I think ultimately it's good it it has to start quite early in in society which means early with people so there has to be you know education input around 
this sort of stuff. And I don't mean specifically like lessons on what is extremism or, or anything. I mean, they are useful to a degree, but um, general kind of uh, cultural um, relations and, um, you know, slightly later on in life, what, you know, the the, the genuine history of um, where you come from, i.e., um, you know, the reason we have tea, for example, is because we colonised a ton of other countries and we've reaped the benefits of them. And and I think, you know, there's, there's untold um, challenges that to this present day result from that. Um, and I think we need to begin the conversations and the education around that much earlier mm. than than we have and I think that would be a stepping stone to um people being more appreciative of of how things have I'm not saying that you know it's we have to point fingers and go oh you know white people you've done really bad things in the past yeah. therefore white people now you have to do like it, I think that's challenging to to do because poor Jeff down the street yeah. didn't have much to do with um with that but yeah I think fact, piece... sorry oh, just on. to interject with that like um I just wanted to say that I agree with you completely on that because that that again was one of the things I was speaking in one of my um a different episode where you know obviously people do have to be held accountable on these things but you can't just go to the average person and say well you've done this to my country so I'm going to hate on you and I'm going to put all of my hate into you as an individual or your community because of what has happened in the past because I, we have moved on and you know the UK is I, I say the UK is a diverse place I I'm from the city and um most of what I've seen in my life has been diverse so I understand that maybe if you were growing up in you know like a, a predominantly white village that your experiences mm -hmm. may be different but I'd like to think that the UK is quite welcoming on the whole and you know we let in different faiths and beliefs and diversity and I think um, just on your point like you said we can't it's difficult to just go to one person and pour our hate into them because of the past mm -hmm. which is exactly the other way around in which we can't just go to Muslims and say well you're a terrorist because of what some people have done mm. because it doesn't work like that that's one individual and especially I think with with faith and religious incidences that doesn't speak on behalf of everyone and and, and I know a lot of my Muslim friends would say well that terrorist act clearly they're not a true Muslim maybe they might say sorry um they're clearly not a true Muslim because they've done this act like we wouldn't do that it's different values and thinking and we can't just hold one person accountable for it sorry not one person accountable a whole community um accountable because mm. of that yeah I think yeah I think the word accountable is is kind of key in that but I think you know certain communities and I speak as a you know as a white person there are things that are really uncomfortable for us to to acknowledge I think acknowledge is is the better you know it's like the the word that it's not placing blame on anybody but it's acknowledging 
past suffering and how you know things continue to be perpetuated um and if, so and if, so i think there's the part of you know part in education to that would help in some way to understanding diversity and changes in diversity which um you know have led to moments of kind of conflict um and then there's there's huge structural changes um but but equally you know a lot a lot of our work is about um having conversations about these sorts of things because people um you know things faster when you're not able to to share how you're feeling and share what you're thinking and and often it actually when you do get to speak to people and obviously pre-COVID when you're allowed to see people um (laughs) it offers so many opportunities to go oh my word you know they like tea and I like tea and I like pineapple and pizza and I do too and you know and it's it's some of some of that it goes an an immense way to um building relationships um it it completely goes back to what I said that I think you know as much as we can all read up on these subjects and these topics and especially like let's say in the news or in books I think the key thing is just speaking to people and that's one of the things why I really encourage like um like podcasts or just like in general just finding someone different and speaking to them because through speech is when you'll really get to like the heart of matters and you know if we if we were open to hard conversations and discussions and these sorts of topics then I think it you know, we could really get a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. And like now, I hope that, you know, anyone listening to this, they think, oh, actually, that was a good point. Or this is like a interesting way of thinking, or I agree with that. Or even if you disagree with it, I think it's just about opening up that conversation. I think, I keep on saying, I think, <laughs> um, <laughs> just you're right in that sense of, it's just almost like, letting there be a chance to have this sort of space to discuss these like issues really yeah um yeah sorry just going back to your point that you said you would like to see structural changes um I know that we are nearly um nearing the end of our session but Mm -hmm. I just wanted to ask you um in particular what structural changes would you like to see on these issues and you know with we have a lot of um we have a lot of pressure on things like knife crime at the moment. We're still with, um, you know, with um, radicalization and, you know, extremist thoughts in a lot of different cultures and areas. And um, yeah, just um, what structural changes would you personally, do you think you'd like to see or have you thought about it? Um, yes. <laughs> How long have you got? No, I'm joking. Um, yeah. Uh... Like, if you can fit into a minute <laughs> a minute or two <laughs> yeah. I understand yeah. that it's a really big topic yeah it's a whole manifesto no um oh. no uh, I think um more needs to go into education um mm. I think we need to pay greater attention to that because um and I don't mean like on exam results or anything like that but kind of um making education um as accessible to everybody as possible um and people getting the same experiences and opportunities through that um 
I think there's, you know, there's, I don't know whether you'd call this structural, but I think there's certain foreign policy points mm. that, that yeah, you definitely. know, we've made a misstep on um, politically uh, that, that have had ramifications, huge ramifications, um, you know, for communities here um, and around the world, obviously. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so change it. Oh gosh, um, what else? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's got to be something on on wealth equality as well. Yeah. I think because um, I mean, it, it like I said, poverty is not a determinant of you being an extremist in any way, shape, or form. But you know, we have to address some of these really basic things, like um, people being able to afford to eat and mm. people, uh, you know being able to afford a prescription or something like that like these are just these are just such basic things that um we're really struggling with in in this country I think at the moment and I know it's exacerbated by the pandemic but it it existed before it I know there's been quite um a controversy about UNICEF um basically starting to do program work and um you know deliver food packages in the UK and traditionally you know UNICEF is an organization that works in you know conflict affected countries or mm. transitioning countries or something like that internationally so, yeah yeah and but but it's ne- it's needed like we are working mm. for example in some of the most deprived areas um and there's, ju- there's just such a basic need for su- the basics and I, and I also I hate saying that because we shouldn't just be talking about whether somebody can afford to eat. We should be talking yeah. about are they, you know, fulfilled in life and are they, you know, able to have all of the things that I have, you know, yeah. access to. And like we shouldn't be limiting people to whether they have a house and have food on the table. We should be saying what are they doing creatively? How are they, you know, able to be a part of of there to you know community and what's whatnot but no, so yeah I, that's my quick and fast <laughs> no I was gonna say I 100% agree with you especially with the wealth thing and I think we almost forget like we are considered by others to be a very you know wealthy western country and to see I think it almost does hit you when you do see like or hear about people that are struggling to put food on the tables in this country are struggling to you know afford rent and things like that but um I'd go into it more but we're running out of time a little bit um but just to just to end it on that I totally agree with your point that you're saying um thank you very much for coming on to the show all of your points have been very insightful and um you know it's made me think about a lot so I hope it's made everybody that's listening think about a lot because um I've been sitting here and I've been like questioning what I've been saying and you know think about what you've been saying and it's it's been a very good topic I've really enjoyed it and chat yeah. yeah like you said they're really important <laughs> they are and um I hope people go on to have more chats about this in their communities or their friend groups and stuff I think that's how this this sort of thing works you know it's mm-hmm. like a cascade effect but um on that note I will end today's session thank you to everyone for listening and thank you very much to Harriet for being here um it was really lovely to have you and um I will be back with another episode soon Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. It's been a Thanks. pleasure. Bye. Bye.